Hi, welcome to Revenue Marketing Television. I am your host, Jeff Pedowitz, President and CEO of the Pedowitz Group. Today, we have Shanadeep Modak, who is the Chief Marketing Officer at GE Industrial Solutions Energy Connections. So Shanadeep, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Oh, uh, my pleasure, our pleasure. So I, I guess, you know, GE is such a big company and has so many different parts. Maybe you could take a quick minute and explain what Energy Connections does inside of your group. Absolutely, absolutely. So of course, GE is made of a number of different companies, aviation, healthcare, digital, um, capital, although a lot smaller. Energy Connections is another business unit like, like those others. And, and Energy Connections really is, is responsible for a lot of different things. Automation and control, grid solutions, um, power conversion, and then we have industrial solutions. So all those together make up, make up what Energy Connections is all about. So basically taking power from the power plant and bringing it into your homes and other places uh, in the factories um, through many different ways. And that's kind of what we're all about in Energy Connections. And um, Industrial Solutions is designed to help create uh, the connections between when it comes from the power comes from the high voltage and then comes down to the low voltage products. So things that take power into, say, a building or commercial building or a high rise or a low rise or even your home, if you think about your, your, the, your switchboard in your house, those circuit breakers are usually from made by GE Industrial Solutions. And uh, this business is a, is a legacy business. It was uh, Edison invented the first circuit breaker and, um, you know, right after the light bulb. And so this business has been around for over 100 years. And um, we're responsible for making circuit breakers and controls and things that are used in machines like an elevator or a conveyor system all the way to um, uh, distribution boxes and switch gear that's used in, in the Olympics, for example. So that's kind of what our business is in a nutshell. So given that you have such a legacy product, um, what what's happening to you guys now in terms of change? Because I read so many articles about how GE is radically transforming um, all of its yeah. businesses and, and it has a lot of mature businesses. So how is that impacting you as the chief marketing officer and what are some of the things that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say the biggest change for us that's that's been impacting me is is the is the digital transformation. So GE has transformed from being a kind of a financial industrial to an industrial and now a digital industrial. And there's a lot of work being done to create kind of a new business in GE called GE Digital. And that business will be working across the businesses to make sure that we're creating software where we have hardware and using the two to to create more value for the customer. And you know they talk. We talk a lot about the power of one percent. So we can get one percent more efficiency, one percent more uptime up with using the combination of software with our products. Then we can do a lot for the outcomes that our customers are looking for. And I would say that's the one biggest thing is how we're using that capability in our products and, and going more going beyond what we're used to doing in terms of just hardware. And then from a marketing standpoint, um, we're kind of a unique business like uh, like like lighting is and GE and, and what GE appliances was is that we're we're dealing with higher volume products, less big, big machinery. And so we have to really marketing is is at the forefront of what this business is all about, because we've got to sell to a big retailer like a like a hardware store. But we'd also have to go and sell to an online e-commerce uh, automation site. And we could be selling to a manufacturing company or to an electrical contractor. And it's a lot of high volumes, lots of transactions. I think we do like something like 40,000 transactions a day. So um, you know, marketing becomes a very, very big front and center point, especially as we go through this digital transformation online as well as 
in our products. So um, at, you've managed the marketing function there for a while. Are, are you finding that you're being asked to run marketing like more like a business than you have in the past? Well, but GE's, of course, has always been pretty disciplined in that regard. But just yeah. curious if you're seeing a bit of a change. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot more. There's two areas. I would say there's two areas that we're we're seeing marketing be run more like a business. One is in terms of e-commerce. So we now have a much larger digital team. And that team is now responsible for a system that we have called Empower, which is the transaction systems that work with the distributor. It's almost kind of like um, like the pizza platform where you can order your order your stuff, configure it, and then you can actually see when it'll be delivered to you. So that's a huge breakthrough platform for us that a lot of our customers are excited about. So our team is responsible for making sure that the digital experience is is seamless and um, and gives them kind of what they're looking for, and also. We're learning a lot about how that works in terms of how we engage with the online, our online um, channels as well. So that's number one. Number two is really around um, how we're we're being accountable for lead generation and lead management and pulling leads in through creating content that's not just about our products, but also about the outcomes like safety or energy efficiency or things that customers are really looking for. And then using that as a way to bring people into our franchise and creating leads and creating pipeline. And so we're responsible now for really managing and, and seeing and making sure that we're bringing in pipeline that's, you know, a, a certain magnitude larger than our, our orders plan is. And our, our, and marketing is accountable for that. Wow. Um, so tell me a little bit about your, your team and your people. What kind of skills do you hire for in 2017? And given all the changes you just talked about, are you approaching your org structure a little bit differently maybe than you have in the past? Yeah, we are. We are absolutely are. I, I think if you look at the kind of legacy team that that we started with, was a lot of folks that came from the electrical distribution industry. They were engineers. They were people in. Um, they were people involved in applications. Um, they were very technical folks that had an inclination or a pension for being commercial. Um, what we're trying to do now is bring in people that we're, we're building. We're building more functionality or more more functional depth in terms of segment marketing, and really customer. Um, account-based marketing, and I would say that we're we're very much involved in bringing in skill sets that have um, um, marketing real, real. I would say more commercial background than technical background, and also maybe consultant consulting types of uh, of, of, of of experience, and then um, you know, and then analytics as well too. So being able to interpret data, um, and and not just data from you know design standpoint but data from you know what do you what does it mean to, to a customer um, in term and what does it mean to them in terms of how they make money or how they have another CTQ so that's really the change we're making and um, I would say you know we we're doing we're, we're trying to re retrain our team and we're trying to bring in new talent at the same time so kind of building a ship while it's flying and assembling everything and doing all that so uh, from a process standpoint what are some of the more strategic things that you're doing across the business to scale. Yeah, the the biggest thing I would say is um, this is the two, two is one thing I mentioned earlier, which is around lead generation. Is we're really working with our CRM systems to make sure that we're able to utilize the full spectrum of what it can offer to us. So we were really, believe it or not, we were we've been utilizing only the quotation to the actual win loss side of the of the CRM system that we have, and now what we're doing is we're expanding it into the early stage prospecting piece, which means we've got to train the, the sales team. We've got to give them the tools to help show them the tasks they need to deliver in order to get to that next stage in the pipeline. Um, and then we're also working on how do we bring in more people into the franchise through thought leadership, 
through creating um, content. We, for the first time, we have an editorial calendar of content that we're going to be de deploying based on listening research that we did last year that shows what our customers in these various segments, like what, 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 what does a control panel builder care about? Do they care about safety? Not as much as they care about uptime and operational efficiency. So we're really looking at building information that helps them achieve what their goals are specific to that sector. And then we're trying to drive them to our web pages and to third-party pages that can allow them to get nurtured on that type of information and then and then find their way into our into our domain. So you already mentioned some new technologies that you guys are developing that allows you to deliver a better customer experience. But yeah. um, what about the rest of your, your MarTech stack? Are, are, what are you doing strategically as you're investing in technology at the scale? Are there some other elements that are part of your current plan? Yeah, I would say the big, the big strategic pieces of it are, are being able to, I would say this is more operational, but being able to now link better are all of our activities across the marketing mix. So I just talked a lot about lead gen and making sure that we're responsible for pipeline. The other things are more the, the traditional side too. For example, uh, customer events, customer seminars, trade shows that we're participating in. We're now trying to make sure that we're linking that back to our, 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 our CRM systems to make sure that we're tracking leads and that we're also, make, we're also getting a return on the investment, to be very honest. And then if we're finding that the return on investment's not there, then we're able to shift mix to things that are, are better. And so we're constantly measuring and, and uh, reallocating things quarter by quarter versus sticking to a plan you know, that we said, okay, January 1, here, here we go. Let's keep sticking with it the whole year through, and then we'll readjust. We're pivoting every 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 few months. That's all. That's definitely very agile. <laughs> um, Maybe too so much. because you have such a mature product. How much of your revenue comes from existing customers for repeat, and how much is net new? Yeah, I would say a majority of our revenue comes from existing customers, and for the main reason is that the sales cycle time for our customer base can be anywhere between twelve months to to thirty six months. And so if you think about a circuit breaker, it's got to be tested, it's got to be approved, it's got to go through studies, it's got to be then tested on the design, you know, they've got to do stress testing with the product once it's in the field. So there's quite a bit of time duration to be able to win a customer. And so we're able to, um, you know, we're, we're growing through new channels, but I would say that most of our business comes from extracting more business out of our existing base. Okay. And how do you handle attribution? Because I know a lot of um, people that we talk to that manage these multi-year development cycles have a hard yeah. time of figuring out, so what exactly did marketing do and when for the attribution and how do you, because these contracts roll out then over multiple years with revenue. So what do you yeah. do, what are you doing to kind of measure and what is, what is your management asking you to measure? Really, I mean, it goes back to the pipeline and pipeline velocity. Um, we're also looking at the actual customer experience post the sale. But I mean, maybe that's something uh, you know we could get some help on is is the attribution side of it. I would say we're we're still we know that's an it's an area we've got to really get better at. Um, we've just been trying to now get to the, we, you know, we we look at where we are in the spectrum of of being a true digital marketing company, um, and uh, we're probably or digital marketing function rather, and I would say we need to really think think about taking that on as a next step. So as a, someone that's been a marketing executive for a number of years. What do you what do you see as the next big thing? I mean, because there's always some trend going on in the marketing, right? But what, <laughs> what, what what do you think is going to really impact our world over the next year? I really think, you know, and I've 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 talked about this before in some of my, my my presentations. I really think the next wave is going to be the digitization 
of the of our products, meaning that I think it doesn't have to only be say software on your you know on your shampoo bottle or something like that. It doesn't have to be like that. But if I can if I can figure out how some tra- you know transactions around my products and I can do digit I can help do an analytics around that forecasting predictive analytics for my customers and then use that in my e-commerce space um, in terms of being able to deliver more of, of an optimized optimized um, optimized targeting and marketing and even value creation for the customer I think that connectivity between the digital digitization of the product around the product and then the digitization of those of those insights into the way I go to market is going to be a big trend and that's huge amounts of data you know everybody says they can go and analyze it and do it I've yet to see it being yeah. done really well across that space and I think the people that can figure that out first are going to be the, the real winners here absolutely so as someone that's been through ongoing transformation some of it of your own making some of it kind of <laughs> presented to you what, what advice would you give to your fellow CMO about how to approach change and driving transformation in his or her business. Yeah, I mean, you've got to. I mean, I think for anybody, you've got to. You've got to stay on your toes. And I would say keep, keep, keep looking at how do you um, keep on improving the skill sets of your base team. But look at, look at where do you bring on the next skill sets or the next type of roles that are going to help take you to the next to the next level. Like if I look at our team, you know, not even not even a year ago, we had a team that was heavily dedicated towards. The traditional marketing, trade shows, events, brochures, and collateral, and we're far from that today. Um, and I think that allows us to move faster, and we get more information about our customers through these new processes. And I think you've just got to keep reassessing and looking for new tools that are out there, and, and figuring out how those things fit in your in your in your model, because um, it really is it really is um, rapidly changing, and um, you know. You've got to you've got to make sure that you're keeping open to that. Fantastic, Shanadeep. Thank you so much for your insights. It's always exciting to hear the things that you've been working on, and we really appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you. As as always, Jeff. Thank you for always for these opportunities. Appreciate it. You bet.